Welcome to A Dab of Investment, the go-to podcast on wealth management for people with investments, pensions, and something to leave behind for the next generation by Alex and David Pritchard, powered by Appward Independent. Hello, and welcome again to A Dab of Investment, the podcast from Upward Independent in Nantwich. Today's topic I'm going to talk about is the pros and cons of DIY investing or doing it yourself. Over the last 25 years, I've come across quite a few clients who have been doing their own investments for many, many years. And there are some benefits to doing this yourself. And there are some downsides and some risks as well compared to giving your investment decisions over to an independent financial advisor. And for some clients or for some people, they, they are very interested in stock markets. They're interested in the economy. They're interested in the funds that they invest into or even into direct stocks and shares and do it themselves. And 25 years ago, it was actually more difficult to do it yourself than it is today. Today, there are a plethora of platforms, stockbrokers, that will allow you to make your own investment decisions. So the availability is much, much better than it was 25 years ago. And it's also much cheaper as well. The cost of doing yourself investments has definitely come down over the years. And with the platforms today being competitive to get all the client money under management that they can, then it is certainly something that is a consideration for people that have got experience, knowledge, and the confidence to actually do it themselves. Another thing it takes is not only the confidence to do it, but also the time. Because any investment decisions made with considerable amounts of money really need to be well-researched, well-reviewed, and reviewed on a regular basis, and looked at not only from what's a positive return, but also where the economy is going, where individual sectors are going, where different geographic countries are going, and where you should be investing, and whether you buy direct equities yourself, i.e. you actually buy stocks and shares, which would be in the UK virtually mainly, or whether you buy a fund manager to manage funds for you, which include the UK, fixed interest funds, potentially property funds, and also international investing funds. If you were to buy direct shares yourself, then this would normally be done through potentially a platform with a stockbroker. And what that means is, is that you are buying individual shares that you decide are going to either give you an income or a gain or both a mixture of the two. And the upside is, is obviously there's thousands of shares that, that you can buy over the various UK indexes. It is more difficult to buy overseas shares and more costly. But in the UK, there are obviously thousands of shares that you can choose and the prices are published on a regular basis. And as long as you stick to the main FTSE all share index, then they're easily traded each and every working day. The downside is that you don't tend to get the same information, certainly as the fund managers would get that would be investing into these shares. And all the fund managers that would invest into a share get to meet members of the board and find out the details behind any of their accounts 
how well they're doing, where they're going, what their expectations are, etc., which helps them form a decision. So you don't tend to get as well informed as the fund managers. So the downside is that you don't get the same information as fund managers, but also that you're buying a direct equity. And if you think back to the companies in the UK that have gone bust over the last three or four decades, you know, whether it's a Woolworths or whether it was the banks in 2008 and nine, such as Northern Rock, such as the Halifax, then anybody that held direct shares in those companies lost all the money when the company goes bust. If you hold investments through a fund with a fund manager, that fund will hold between 40 and 250 individual stock holdings, shares, so giving you diversification, protection, and also lower volatility in that. So the downside of, of holding direct equities is that if the company you invest into, be it Woolworths or the Halifax or any of the banks that weren't bust in 2008 and nine, you actually hold direct shares in those companies. If that company goes bust, you lose all of your money. So with Northern Rock, the people who bought bank shares in the Northern Rock lost all of the money when it went bust. The people with deposits didn't lose it, but the people who owned the shares did. So many people that do DIY investing actually tend to go for managed funds. These are funds with fund managers such as Fidelity or Artemis or Marlborough or Gravis or any of the Schroders, the major fund managers that are in the city. They tend to look after billions of pounds of clients' funds. There's a number of advantages to that. And one is the diversification I mentioned earlier. They will hold between 40 and 250 different stocks and shares in their portfolio. So if one of the shares goes bust, you don't lose all your money. It would go down by a small fraction. If you're in a position where you invest through a managed fund, then another benefit is the fund manager has met every single one of that management team. It knows what's in the management accounts. It knows how well it's doing. It knows what its prospects are. And it knows whether it thinks they can actually make some money from that fund over the medium to longer term. So they're definitely getting information that isn't available to the public. The downside to going with fund managers is that there's over 3,000 funds available in the UK to invest into on most platforms. And so you've got to do your due diligence and research. How long has the fund manager been in place? Are they in a position where they do well in bad markets as well as good stock markets? I.e., are they lucky? Do they know what they're talking about? Do they tend to outperform their peer group? So if you're prepared to take a risk with a fund, how well does that fund compare to other funds that do very similar things to themselves? And once you've decided on one of the 3,000 funds, and you should have a range of different funds and different asset classes for diversification, then you need to continually monitor it as we do. We monitor all our funds on a monthly basis and make decisions on what to invest in and more important and just as importantly what not to invest into on a quarterly basis for our clients so it would take a lot of work another downside to to the funds compared to buying direct equities is that you're going to pay a management fee 
And most of the management fees would be somewhere in the region of 0.75%, whereas you could trade stocks and shares on a platform for cheaper than that. But of course, you get the expertise and the diversification of the fund manager. When dealing with funds that you invest through a fund manager, which is what we do as an independent financial advisor, and don't forget independent financial advice is the gold standard of advice in the UK, then we get access to the fund managers. Both Alex and myself have met in the last two months with every single fund manager we invest into, with the exception of one that doesn't live in this country. And we've been in a position where we've met with fund managers that we don't currently invest into as well and made some decisions based on what those fund managers are telling us. And because we manage nearly a third of a billion, then we get access to the fund managers that can tell us where they think the market's going, where the economy's going, interest rates, inflation, all really useful things for investing in the future as to where to place our asset allocation. So that's where the cons come from in terms of investing in the funds. Yourself as a DIY investor is that it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of experience. You have to know how to research the funds and you don't get access to the information that we as independent financial advisors would do literally every day of the week. I attend so many fund management meetings in the city I'm at conferences all the time. I have Zoom calls with the fund managers and we have them in. That's where we would normally, on a medium to long-term basis, outperform somebody that was doing it themselves because we have a lot more information about where the funds are investing, what they're doing, and what are the good funds, and what are the bad funds. And most importantly, we review them every quarter and decide what to keep and what to sell. And that's one thing, I think the major mistake that I've come across over the last 25 years is, you know, people that do it themselves, do the due diligence on buying a good fund and they'll buy it. But then they don't do the due diligence on a quarterly basis to make sure it's still a good fund because there is no fund that is top of the performance charts every single year, none and that means funds will have good years and they'll have bad years. And if the fund manager changes and the new fund manager doesn't do as well as the old one, then you need to take that into consideration. So I think that's one of the major pitfalls. So if you're going to go and do it yourself, I think that you need to decide whether you're going to buy direct stocks and shares or whether you're going to buy managed funds. If you're going to buy direct stocks and shares, wide diversification. Normally, stockbrokers would say between 20 and 30 different stocks and shares would give you decent diversification, which takes a lot of work. You need to invest into different sectors, different asset classes, and you also need to invest not only in the UK, but in other stock markets around the world, which is difficult with direct equities. With funds, funds can be a lot more diversified. They can have protection on the downside. You can get much more diversification and you can invest into things like fixed interest, property, guilt funds, corporate bond funds, high yielding funds, and alternative funds such as REITs, which tend to be investing into property markets, things like that, which can give you a further layer of diversification and reduction of risk. But if you are doing it yourself, then you're always in a position whereby putting the time in, putting the effort to do the research 
is always, always, always going to be well worth your while to do that from that side. Whatever you decide to do, doing it yourself or coming and talk to an independent financial advisor, I wish you luck with your investments. I wish you a good return. And don't forget, it's not about timing. It's about time in the market. Any equity-based investment should be for a minimum of five years and anything five to 10 years, you should, with proper management, proper reviews, proper diversification, outperform inflation, outperform the Bank and Building Society interest rate, and also give you a higher income than you would normally receive. Obviously, nothing at the moment is outperforming inflation to over 10% at time of recording, but over the medium to longer term, the only way of beating long-term inflation is by equity investment. Whatever you do, good luck. And if you ever need a second opinion, free of charge, without any obligation, come and talk to us here at Applewood Independent in Nantwich. So if you do need us, www.appwoodindependent.co.uk, give us a call, 01270-626-555. And I wish you happy and successful investing. Until the next time on a dab of investment, have a great week. Thank you for listening to a dab of investment. Please remember to subscribe and review and visit applewoodindependent.co.uk for the latest on wealth management and financial advice. See you next time.